Hi, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. And today I have, uh, my guest is all the way from Australia. I want to welcome Warren Davies. How are you, Warren? G'day, Natalie. How are you? I am good. It's good to hear a good Aussie accent. I haven't heard one for a while, so great to talk to you today. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Yeah, pleasure. Now, uh, the reason I've asked uh, Warren as a guest on the Inspiration Show is because he has a very inspiring story, which is really what this show is all about. So why don't we start with that, Warren, and, and talk about uh, you know your recent story, and then we're going to talk about some of the work that you're doing now and how you, you've turned that around into really being of service and helping other people. Yeah, no worries, Natalie. Um, yeah, well, my story is, like, for the past 30 years, I, I was a dairy farmer. And um, so I left school when I was 16 and, and, and started working on a farm, uh, built my way through the, through the industry until I was able to buy a farm at the age of 22. Um, we bought half a farm or farm next to my mum and dad and joined it, uh, joined it to make a bigger business. And I suppose that started my journey truly as a dairy farmer, even though I'd been working in the industry for, for seven years. But... Uh, starting that journey, uh, even though it was exciting, I had lots of things to learn, a lot of, a lot of different things to just being a worker on a farm and uh, you know, running a business, I suppose. And, and we moved into that and, and started building the business with my parents, uh, which went really well. It was uh, we were building. Um, and the first... Um, I suppose the first challenge that we come across was about five years into our business, um, we were hit with a flood, which was really challenging. Um, we were underwater for about um, five, four, between three to five days where the farm was completely underwater, having to teach, or having to you know, learn different skills on how to be able to help the animals survive. Um, you know, where I was used to being able to feed them grass, I had nothing to feed them. So we, for two or three days, we had our cows on a bitumen road feeding them hay along the edge of the road just to keep them dry. So I suppose that was the first challenge and that really tested my resilience. And when we get to speak about what I do now, that's one of the things I speak about is resilience. Uh, then we continued to grow the business um, um, further, but as we got to about the 10-year mark in business together with mum and dad, our directions changed a little bit, um, as it does on most family farms, I think, as the more people I talk to. Um, and we're in a, in a position where the family unit was starting to fall apart. So my wife and I decided that, um, that we would buy my parents out of the farm. And so we arranged that and worked into um, doing that so we could um, go go into business by ourselves and that's what we did. We, we bought the farm out. Um, we went into a fair bit of debt which put us under pressure. We needed to um, learn some more skills than, than what we'd already <laughs> what already learnt and but we we were working um, we set up a 10-year plan we were working towards goals. Um, and we were kicking those goals as well. And uh, about four years, just jumping forward again, about four years into that, um, we were hit by a drought, which um, with our current financial debt level um, and 
uh, like feed costs and, and the commodity prices weren't quite right, um, put us under a fair bit of pressure, which um, eventually seen us having to make the decision, which was our decision, but it was, you know, I wanted to go out on my terms, but we had to basically walk off our farm. So that was, yeah, a massive, a massive turning point in our life because our farm was everything to us. It was our whole identity and um, having to walk away from that and basically rebuild our life was going to be fairly difficult. Um, that kind of put a fair bit of pressure on, on everything around. We had a, a young family at the same time. Um, it also, um, yeah, affected me, my mental health as well. And, you yeah, know, it was a bit of a struggle there for, for a fair while, but and it took a long time to... Um, kind of dig our way out of that. Right. So um, from there, I, we were offered a job and we moved away from our from our hometown and, and I've become a manager on farms where once again I got taught, had to learn new, or taught myself new skills or had to learn new skills about managing people and managing someone else's asset instead of mine and it was a, a large farm so there was a lot of reporting and, and stuff but it was it was all about each time, each one of these steps was about reinventing yourself a little bit as well um, because you know each step you had to grow further and further to be able to um, to, to manage and, and keep pushing on yeah yeah so from there um, I managed a number of different farms and got to the stage where I'd kind of had enough of working for other people because I'd worked for myself for so long. It was um, it was really challenging and it was also it was just putting a lot of pressure on on me and, and I wasn't happy. As I said, leaving our farm, yeah, we lost our identity. We weren't, you know, a farming family anymore. We were working for even though we we're on the farm, we were working for somebody. So. It was a totally different situation and it probably wasn't as fulfilling as, as what it had been for the 16 years that we'd been on our farm. Right. Uh, yeah, so then I, I stepped out of the industry for a little while and I, I did real estate, um, which once again had to learn another set of skills. Um, but obviously I was still being able to talk to farmers um, because I was a dairy specialist basically within this company selling farms and I was selling, like being able to talk to farmers on a, on a daily basis which was easy for me because that's what I'd done, you know, I'd been talking to, to neighbours and farmers for all my life, so, um, or for all my working life, so that was easy but the, um, it started becoming apparent that there was, you know, I wasn't the only one that was going through what I'd been through in the last few years as far as um, struggling financially. There was lots of people that were doing that um, and there was lots of people that were struggling mentally as well because of the pressure that they were under all the time because in the dairy industry in Australia you're, for, you're forced to grow basically because of commodity prices and interest rates etc etc you're forced to grow all the time. So all these people were um, had this, had a similar story to me. So it was um, 
started clicking the gears in my head to something bigger and better down the track um, that I could do and kind of that's where I've got to today um, in yeah. what I'm doing what I'm doing today yeah right so what I see for, for any Americans that are watching this this video and I mean Australians can can probably relate to this you know the way that you tell your story is very Australian you know you you kind of you know there's a lot of emotion that's actually involved in this story of yours you know you said you you know you there was a lot of strain you said it's a bit of strain and I felt you know a little bit of this and you know mentally a little bit there's a little bit hard but really it was really diabolically difficult um, and I know that with especially the Australian way is for us to just you know toughen up and keep going um, which is you know which is really our culture but I think that uh, you know from your personal experience and obviously from what you've been seeing um, that's really at the detriment of a lot of families and a lot of things that are going on so tell me what the state of the um, the farming industry is right now in Australia yeah I suppose just to 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 touch on that point, Natalie, I was probably tarred with the brush twice because I'll, not only am I Australian, or probably three times, I'm not only Australian, I was a farmer and I was a male, so I, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's all working against yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's all stacking up against me. So, um, yeah, but I suppose the, the current state, we're, like in our area now, we've, um, we're, I suppose we're not officially in drought, but we're in a fairly, um, bad way as far as um, our, because we're irrigation farmers where we are, we haven't had rain for a long time, the the reservoirs, are, the the dams where our water comes from are, are getting low um, and it's not looking overly promising for for next year, especially for water um, allocations and, and so forth. Um, they're predicting a zero allocation at the start of next season and up to 25% by Christmas time, which is you can't operate a business. Um, at like that, at, mm. you know, at those levels. Plus, that also then has another impact on uh, then on on the water price. Um, it goes through the roof. You know, just for for um, for an example, at the moment, you can buy temporary water at the moment. I think it's about two hundred and ten dollars a megalitre. Well, this time last year, you know, it was about one hundred and ten to two hundred and forty. So, all of a sudden, it just adds and adds to the cost and then decisions have to be made but you know whether you plant a crop or or you irrigate it or what do you do and then how do you feed your animals and you know how do you continue in business and it just adds um, a lot of strain and a lot of pressure to to everyone in and and then that has a ripple effect through through the communities as well yeah so you know I know that you've had like a very personal experience going through this journey um, and now you're, you're working with a couple of organizations and you're really helping to reach out to to you know families and to men who are you know going through very very challenging times um, so what do you think is some of the things if someone's watching this video or watching the interview what are some things that they can do if they're feeling like they're really challenged and maybe feeling in a spot where they feel there's no way out what can they do to help them get through that or to get out of that moment? Well, the, the biggest thing, um, Natalie, is communication is the biggest thing, um, is, uh, is, is to communicate because one, once again, being a male and, and then being a farmer is not a, not a good combination. Um, farming's um, a very isolated kind of job, even though where we are, the farms aren't overly big, but 
you know, but it's very, it's an isolated, singular kind of job where you just go about your job. Even if you've got people around you, you're just focused on your task and you keep going. So you're not very um, interactive. It's not like working in an office or anything. So it's a lot of time, a lot of time to think internally. And sometimes that can be to your detriment because things just keep going around and around and around your head. And, um, now what I do is like I speak, uh, like I'm a speaker, and and I um, I run courses and stuff like that. Um, a lot, one of the things I talk about is that you know those the little voices inside your head that, that keep going, and it, unless you can then communicate them out, it can just fester and cause um, you know detriment to your own health. I suppose is the best way to say it. Is that yeah that that little voice keeps talking in your head. Um, and then you just, um, yeah, you can go into a downward spiral fairly quickly. Yeah. So is there is there somewhere that people can go for help? What's the best course of action they can take? There's obviously the, basically it's to reach out to somebody. It doesn't matter who it is, what organisation or whatever, but it's to reach out to someone and, and, and have a chat, whether it's your doctor or it's a, it's a professional service or it's your mate. Um, just to, to reach out and have a chat to somebody um, because, as I said, no one knows what you go like. No one can understand what you're going through personally. It doesn't matter. Everyone's situation is different and no one understands you personally what you're going through. So um, unless you tell somebody about it, no one knows. So and. And unless you get that outside, out of out of your head or out of, you know, and express it to somebody, it can just take you down further and further. With all, and then with all the added pressure, because once again, being a farmer, you just get on with your job because you have to. Um, you have to get on with your job because uh, every day it's uh, it's there to be done. So you know, pushing that, pushing your own health to the to the background, or you know, is is, can be detrimental and can lead you to a not a very nice place. Absolutely. So, uh, so tell me what you're up to now. So, yeah, as I said, I, I've now I, I launched a, about 18 months ago a, a speaking business where I could communicate my story. Basically, it was just about telling my story um, and, and sharing my story around resilience and persistence and determination and also the, about the lessons that I'd learned through farming and and having stepped out of farming and doing so, did something else, I realised that other businesses, my story is no different to any other business owner and the, and the lessons that I learned uh, you know about being adaptable and resourceful and all that it can be then translated into other businesses so I've developed um, like some workshops in that where I can it's not just farmers that I talk to I talk to any business people or community people I, I talk a lot a fair bit about resilient leadership as well uh, about being a leader within your community or your organization so that's that's what I've what I'm doing now um, which I enjoy doing. It's uh, uh, it's it's very um, rewarding to share your story and have an effect on on other people. Um, when you, after you've finished a presentation and people come up to you and say, "Wow, that's an amazing story. It's fantastic," or um, and then 
you sit down and you talk one-on-one -on -one with people. If I do a bit of one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one coaching with business owners and when you start going through um, their store, like where they are at their business, I can relate that to somewhere where I was in my business and what I did. And it's just basic good advice. Um, you know, I don't delve into trying to be a business coach or anything like that. It's more about um, mindset and where, where you're at, at, at um, within yourself and how you can move forward. Yeah, yeah it's so all that. about that. It's all about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Warren, I, think, I want to thank you so much for joining me. It's been, you know, our time's gone very quickly. But if people want to connect with you to find out more about the work you do or, you know, the coaching that you're doing or speaking, where can we send them to do that? So there's a couple of ways. It's on um on my on my website, of course, is which is www.theunbreakablefarmer.com.au, or um on Facebook, uh, yeah, Warren Davies, the Unbreakable Farmer. You can catch up with me at either one of those places, and there's an events page on on my website that lets you know where my next speaking event is, or whether I, where I'm running workshops, which Coming up at the end of April, I'm doing a, a tour of, um, of regional Victoria um, through about five different locations where I'm running um, three three-hour workshops um, for people to come along to. So awesome. yeah, so it'll be good to see people come along and and listen to my story and, and see if they can take away some of the the lessons that I've learnt and and put them into their own um, into practice in their own life. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Warren, for joining me. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And you're, you're an, a shining example of, you know, having everything go bad and wrong in your life and being in that dark place, but then to rise above it and then be of service to others. So I really appreciate everything that you do. No, I appreciate you having me on, Natalie. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot. And hopefully we'll catch up again one day down the track. Absolutely. So guys, I, please, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And make sure you leave your email if you haven't done so already so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video equals. And if you click on the banner on this page, you can go straight through to Warren's website so you can connect with him there. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.